Hello, my friends, and once again, welcome to the Retrospects Podcast. My name is Erica, and this is my lovely co-host. I'm Bree. Hello. Hello, hello. And as always, greetings. <laughs> so, yes, today is International Women's Day, and so I would just like to applaud all of the ladies all the women who independent throw your hands up at me. Some of you gonna play the applause. Come on. <laughs> it goes up like thirty six seconds apparently. Um, Just the right amount of time, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today was International Women's Day. So. Um, to all of the women out there, to all of our female listeners or women listeners, we appreciate you and we support you and uh, we love you. Whenever this episode comes out, it will be Erica's birthday. I'm very excited about that. I have something special coming for her. Actually coming from one of our listeners, believe it or not. So boom, boom, boom. So be on the lookout because I told her to um, record her reaction to the gift that I got. I'm very excited. I, 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 that's that's the only reason that I'm excited. Because honestly, guys, I'm turning 34. And it's not like I care about getting older. It's just like it's 34. It's just me. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're, mid, you're entering your mid-30s. And I'm just like, I don't know how I, I for me personally, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about that quite yet. Like, I'm not really excited. I'm not, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Are my like, besties behind me? Probably. And to be honest, they don't feel that great. So believe me, I'm 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 right there with you. I'm like, huh, I didn't uh, didn't uh, foresee myself here at 34, but okay, all right, all right. <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of people are in that kind of that kind of boat, you know, like, uh, well, yeah, this is where we are. This is definitely not where we expected ourselves to be, even heck, even two or three years ago, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it is what it is, and it, like. I'm certainly happy to be where I am, certainly happy about certain decisions, but you know, it's just, it's life. It's not all sunshine and roses, you know? Uh, so how was your, did you have a, an eventful weekend or anything fun happened well, since, well, oh yeah, your kids were sick. Still, right? which is funny because it was sick during the last episode as well, because first it was like a stomach bug, then it was like some cold thing. Now... One of my other kids is dealing with a rash from a new medicine that he's trying. It's just been so fun. I mean, it's like a constant party here all the time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like super fun. I'm just, I'm really just excited for spring to come, for sunshine to last yes. a little bit longer. Since I don't get off work until seven now, even working from home, like I would like to be able to go outside after work and it still be like, still have sunshine because yep. I don't really get to do that otherwise i've said this a mul- like multiple times on multiple fl- platforms like i don't mind winter i like winter but i think i'm getting to the point where i'm like i need a little bit of sunshine now i probably would like winter better i don't know it's hard i have a hard time being indoors because i like to just be yeah. doing things and obviously i have three, ch- three children who feel very much the same yeah so yeah, yeah. I-, I feel like i spend most of my winter looking out the window being like is winter over yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take fair. fall. I like fall. That's fine. Oh, I love fall. Yeah. Obviously, that's I'm a late girl, so that's my favorite. So. <laughs> same. Same. How can it not be? You know? 
Pumpkin spice lattes and flannels. And it's like, yeah, because like right after summer, I feel the same way after summer. I'm like, it's too hot. I need it to cool off. <laughs> same, you know what I mean? <laughs> same, but it's like it doesn't get so cold that like you can't go in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I get that. Um, yeah, as far as, I mean, it was a busy weekend for me. I was like, I like, I drove to Indiana and then I drove an hour and a half from where I was, from where I met some friends in Indiana to another place in Indiana, stayed with that friend and then drove back the next day. So it was a lot and, you know. I'm not in my 20s anymore, but the nice thing is I do have that freedom still to do that. You know what I mean? So, and obviously, and I took the, I tried to make the most of it by listening to a lot of music and stuff and lots of podcasts I haven't listened, my podcasts that I haven't listened to and stuff in a while. So it was good. And uh, I'm really excited actually to talk about our topic today because I think it's going to be a different kind of episode than you know, the other episodes that we've done, because this is going to be all about like Nick at night. I know some people just, you know, some of the people that we grew up with, like, they're not big, you know, black and white TV fans. But I think it's important to also talk about these things, because a lot of the shows that we watch today get a lot of their common tropes and a lot of their common themes from the shows that we watched on Nick at night. And some of the sketches. Yeah, exactly. Like the building blocks of a lot of comedy are from some of these shows that we will be talking about on Nick at Night. And obviously Nick at Night has changed since we were kids. Now Nick at <laughs> like, Night is the shows that we grew up with, which is when you know the joke. <laughs> exactly. George Lopez. I was like, oh my God, come on. George Lopez? I know, right? Like, like with, um, I mean, obviously you remember like in high school, like I think in like the 2000s things started to change a little bit with uh what they were airing on nick at night like it was they were starting to introduce some more like 80s and flowers um, and stuff started coming yeah they were starting yeah 80s 90s shows and then as time went on they started incorporating some of those other ones that we actually grew up with but like i remember i mean obviously you remember like falling asleep at 10 11 o'clock in your in the living room and waking up at three o'clock in the morning to george lovis's low rider <laughs> fitting <laughs> 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 and then jumping on trampolines like, i wish oh, we had that sound cue in slow motion <laughs> i know <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there's a there's a lot to talk about. I think I will say, let's see here. Um, you think about it, like for us when we were kids, Nickelode, like Nick at Night, was probably for the parents that were putting us to sleep. And most of our parents are boomers. You know, you think about that. And so they wanted to. I this is my assumption. I'm not saying this is like what Nickelodeon was thinking about. So they wanted to put shows that our parents grew up with on TV, I think, to kind of bring back some things like feel good memories for them, I think. It was like nostalgia for our parents or grandparents or whoever it was that was taking care of us whenever we went to bed. And now that we're adults and a lot of us have children, I think it's the same kind of thing where they are just putting on some things that we're familiar with. And it was like, you know, because it, it came on usually around like eight o'clock, eight, eight thirty, sometimes nine, I think nine o'clock, nine or 10 with SNCC. I think it was maybe 10 because I think SNCC was at eight to 10 p.m. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I'll have to, I'll have to go back to our episode and listen to it because I'm pretty sure that was it. I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> right because that's a number that's just that's stuck. In- yeah. I mean, I, I remember 
watching these shows, hearing my parents talk about them, hearing my grandparents talk about some of these shows. And like, I kind of, uh, this is me personally, like I paid attention to that stuff. Like I loved learning and seeing like the culture of the time. And obviously, you know, growing up, like now you look back and know it wasn't always like sunshine and daisies and roses and everything like that. But as a kid, it looked like a really like peaceful, sweet, innocent time almost. It did. It looked like a quiet time that I couldn't believe existed. And then when I got older, I was like, oh, well, because it didn't really yeah. exist. It only existed on television. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes, yeah, this was a lot of the shows that we're going to talk about are from the 50s, 60s, into the 70s even. Obviously, the whole, especially in the 50s, like everything had to be very wholesome. It's just interesting because the way that they portrayed life, especially in America at that time. Well, think I mean, of like obviously, the separate beds and things like that. Separate like, beds and everything. Exactly. Like, I remember um, when I was in high school, <laughs> when I was in high school, I had um, my school actually had a special class on pop culture. And, um, it was, I think I took it in, there was two semesters of it. They were, they were electives and I had plenty of credits, but instead of just like wasting the credits, I wanted to take this pop culture class because I love pop culture. Number one. And number two, I really liked the teacher. I, uh, she was like my history teacher, my freshman year. Yeah. My freshman year. Um, and I, I thought she was hilarious and she was funny and smart and witty and bright. And I just thought she was great, but essentially she taught us a lot about like the, the pop culture from like the 1920s on. And I, I really enjoyed that because it was just like, you're, you're in school and you get to like watch TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was entertaining and you saw a lot of the same, a lot of the tropes and stuff like that. So, but it was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, she, she kind of talked about how things were culturally, they changed a lot during that in those like in the 50s 60s 70s especially in the 60s and 70s things started to change a little bit with the representation even like couples on screen but yeah and obviously a lot of the shows that aired during that time are not super you know appropriate now <laughs> to say the very least but um a lot of things are it's just heartwarming to watch them certain like especially a lot of the the, the family themed kind of shows did you have any particular favorites whenever you would watch Look at night. Well, I think we've already obviously discussed one, which I know everybody who is friends with me, who's probably listening to this podcast, is probably yelling at it. They're probably like, I love Lucy. I love Lucy. <laughs> which obviously yeah. is like my main. I have like, I love Lucy collectibles. I, plus just Lucille Ball herself. Yes. So it was just, plus that show in general. It was so innovative. It was like the first like sitcom style like TV show. And the amount yeah. of times that I've seen like actual scenes taken from that show, especially the scene in the chocolate factory when they're like eating all yep. the truffles. I remember funny oh, yeah. Drake and Josh did that. I'll never forget it because I remember seeing that episode and I was like, hey. <laughs> Yep, that's it. Yep. But like, yep. Um, I loved, I loved all of anything. I loved that. Uh, Laverne and Shirley, um, uh, I Dream a Genie, all that. I, 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 I could go on forever. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like all of those, all of those were great. I took a couple screenshots of the programming from like the 80s on for Nick at Night. So I think it looks like they started 
Nick at Night programming in like 1985. And they started out with Dennis the Menace, the Donna Reed show, which was like, that was the stereotypical, supposed to be the stereotypical white American family. Like, you know, greeting husband as soon as he comes home from work with a hot dinner, you know. Um, (laughs) My Three Sons, um, National Geographic Explorer, which is interesting. There was a Nick at Night movie. I didn't do it. Like, there's so much content here. So it's like, I didn't get to there, yeah, there's a lot. Fun fact, though, that but I mean, you don't know that I'm going to tell you real quick. Sorry for interrupting. I, no, 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 go, go. I have a Dennis the Menace. Um, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. I have a projector, like an old projector from like the uh, 40s, and I have a Dennis uh-huh. the Menace. Uh, you call it? I'm going to sound sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know I'm having a hard time, but basically, <laughs> a Dennis the Menace like movie. It's Dennis the Menace on one side, and it's something else on the other. Oh, Little Rascals on the other side, but it's the original. Wait, from like the, the 90s movies? The, the, like the, no, the original shows from like the 60s, like the old, old okay. shows. So I like played them on the projector for the kids. So I was like, oh, as soon as you mentioned Dennis the Menace, I was like, hey, I have that. Well, I mean, just even think about it. Like I said, um, I, I was asking about like the 90s movies from, from like the kids. Oh, and yes, you know, my like, kids love that one too. The 90s. The 90s Dennis the Menace and the 90s Little Rascals, Um, you know, like those were big shows back in the day in our parent generation, you know, you think about that. So that's some cultural influence there. Smothers Brothers. Um, I remember hearing about the Smothers Brothers. I don't think I actually watched it, but I loved watching Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed Um, Ed was one of the ones that I loved. Uh, the monkeys. Uh, the good old, uh, the you monkeys. Know, the oh, my mom loved that show. <laughs> she, I, my mom loved yes. all of that pop culture stuff, like in the sixties and seventies. She's very like a pop bubblegum girl. Yes. The uh, they had all. They also had laughing, which I said I, I mentioned before in one of the episodes. Like it was like a, it was a sketch comedy show. Goldie Hawn got her start on it. Patty Duke show. Even like Looney Tunes. They had they had put Looney Tunes on there. Bewitched. Was one of the first uh, Green Acres. Oh my gosh! I gotta start singing all these theme songs. I know. I feel like I'm gonna do the same thing. Um, Oh my gosh! And Lassie. Lassie. Oh. Or what is it, girl? Someone's in a well. (laughs) Mr. Jacobs is stuck in a tree. Uh, Let's see here. Some of the other ones that came up uh dragnet do you know what jack dragnet is oh do i because my dad used to watch it i'm sorry to the dragnet fans i always thought it was boring <laughs> i mean yeah it, i mean but it's like uh it was like one of the first like cop shows yep. really yep. so some of the other ones like adventures of superman the dick van dyke show which was Love. anything dick van dyke is wonderful Love you, got, dick van dyke. Uh, um f troop get smart mork and mindy the lucy lucy show the Mary Tyler Moore show. Ah! Bob Newhart. Yeah, Bob Newhart. Just, there's, oh my gosh, there's so many on here. I mean, like, I Love Lucy, I Dream of Jeannie, Lucy Desi Comedy Hour, Taxi, The Frickin' Monsters. Oh my, I, gosh. Like, oh my gosh. Hey, you know what movie Bob Newhart was in, right? I mean, I mean, he was in a lot of movies, but Elf? Yes. I was like, more one that people would know. <laughs> I was like, just because I'm like, I wonder if anybody was like guessing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I just took a sip of my tea. But yeah, I was like, I mean, I know that he was, I mean, yes, he's in yes, a lot yes. of movies. Well, I figured one that everybody <laughs> would like really know. The Monsters, the Brady Bunch, yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter, yeah. which I remember there being like a reference to Welcome Back, Cotter in like an episode of uh, Will and Grace. It was Will and Grace. Oh, I love that. I was thinking Good show. Like, I love it. Of, uh, yeah, absolutely. 
uh, the Flip Wilson show, the Flying Nun. Oh my gosh, Flip the Wilson! Betty White I totally show. forgot about the Flip Wilson show until you just mentioned it. You're right. Yep. Yep. That girl, the Betty White show, Rhoda. Rhoda, Rhoda, We we need to do that skit. You and I need to do that skit with the old filter from Snapchat. That's one of my favorite movies. I'm the Mary. I'm the Mary. And she's like, her hand shaking. She's like, I'm the Mary. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, the the Broda was a spinoff of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And in if you've watched the movie Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, Megan has my friend Megan has her, and I quote it all the time, so I know she knows. I used to I used to talk to my old friend um, in high school all about that, and she and I would be like, "I'm the Mary," um, but yeah, so that's like a callback to that to that show. I feel like that's actually like a cult classic. I feel like now because I don't know, I actually don't know a ton of people that have actually Same. watched that movie. Unfortunately, because it's such a freaking i don't know it's a it's a gem. And there's so many good like actors yes like actors and actresses in it like what one of my favorite parts and uh like i said my friend megan can attest to this and every time we're in a car we still do it is when they're like getting ready to start the car and they're like watch out tucson here we come Woo! and then the car just doesn't go anywhere and they're like and then the last part, finally, they just say nothing and they just drive off when the guy finally starts. <laughs> I invented post-its. <laughs> yeah, they want you to do like the chemical formula for, for glue. the glue of. Uh, anyway, the Adams Family, Happy Days, oh, yes. New Heart, The Wonder Years. Yes, of um, course. Sanford and Sunwich. Sanford and Sunwich is definitely not a thing that ooh, people should watch now, but I mean, it had a really catchy theme song. Um, let's see here. Laverne and Shirley, oh, All in the Family, The Jeffersons. Yes, yes, all in the Family is another one. Like, it, it had its heartwarming mo- moments, but he was such a freaking curmudgeon and, like, not the best representation of a. Well, that was the moment. point of the show, guys. Obviously, it would not fly today, yeah. but the point of the show was is that he was this bigoted guy and had yeah. these, like, things happen to him that, you know. Kind of, somewhat make him be a little less bigoted, but he's still a pretty big, big. Yeah, and I, and I'm pretty sure like the Jeffersons were this. It was this, yes, the Jeffersons yes. was right. the spinoff yep. of you know because they got their own. They were moving on up in the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's like tons of other shows on here, like the Beverly Hillbilly, Beverly Hillbillies, um, Gilligan's Island, Andy Griffith Show. I mean, there's oh tons God. of them. Gilly, <laughs> I, I just have so many good memories. Like I really, this is this is. I know this is going to be a controversial statement. I really didn't have a, a bedtime when I was a kid. If it was like super super late, you know, my mom would be like, "Go to bed." But I didn't really have a strict bedtime, and so especially whenever I was at my grandparents' house or my dad's house or whatever, like I was probably. I mean, we spent. I spent a lot of time with at my grandparents' house, so I was like, I would lay down in my grandparents' room with the TV on and just fall asleep in their bed. Like that's like what I used to do. And so I, I would watch a lot of Nick at night in their bedroom while they were being adults doing adult, you know, staying up and watching their own TV or something, yeah. playing games, probably playing Euchre. Do you know what Euchre is? I mean, apparently it's a middle, a Midwest thing. No, yeah. Since <laughs> it's a I'm, card game. Anyway, I'm from the Midwest guys. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> or Pinochle. Pinochle. Yeah. I know. That, P- I know. That they would play. But yeah, that's the kind of uh, family 
that I was in, like, they would always play card games if we were all together. Yeah, my family was the same way, like, when I was younger. It was like that. Or, um, um, what the heck's that one that's on, like, the long board with the pegs? Wait, Rummy? 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 No. No? Is it, I was going to say Rummy? Rummy? Well, whatever it is, they used to play, like, a lot of that, too. But it's funny, because I also ha- I had a lot of friends who didn't have a bedtime either, and I was always so jealous. Because, like, well, I did, but I never fell asleep at my bedtime, because I used to just sit there, yeah. and I used to listen to, <laughs> I used to, like, li- listen to Magic 106.7, and it used to, or 95.7, and had, like, Delilah, and that's what I went to bed to. Delilah! <laughs> yeah. But I also, a lot of times, when I couldn't fall asleep, my parents had one TV in their bedroom, but it didn't have cable. But sometimes you could get, like, the older shows on, like, random channels, and I watched a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. I, I will say that I did the most research on I Love Lucy um, because it was it was my personal favorite. I, like, I, I might not be quite as obsessed as you when it comes to, to her, but... Um, I, I did love that show a lot, and um, I'm just afraid it was obsesses over things. So you, there's, there's, you just can't like compare. You know what? I'm just a weirdo. I mean, but the like uh, the fact that she kind of had to fight the network to even get her husband yep. on the show because he was Latin American yep. and she was white. Yep, like yep. she had to fight for that. Like, which it, it absolutely blows my mind, you know, and obviously it wasn't a successful, great marriage, but um, the comedy that they, that they produced was great. And I mean, I watched Being the Ricardos earlier today and I was a little skeptical because I was like, I don't know how I feel about Nicole Kidman <laughs> playing her, but I was like, because whenever I found out that she was uh, going to play Lucille Ball, I was like, I feel like Deborah Messing would be like a better fit. See, a lot of people, you know what I mean? You know, what's so funny is because a lot of people had said that, but they were saying that, you know, Deborah Messing plays her in a good comedic sense. She, for the movie, they wanted Lucille Ball, the person, not Lucy Ricardo. The person. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, obviously, Nicole Kidman is a wonderful actress. She did. a. I think she did a great job. I really do. I haven't seen it yet, by the um, way, guys. And that's sad on me. It's really good. I haven't watched the the Amy Poehler documentary about it, about I heard that's and, phenomenal. Uh, but I, that, that'll be on my to-do list. But I mean, like, uh, what was I going to say? But essentially, the being the Ricardos is, is all about, like, um, it was obviously the height of the 1950s whenever they were, whenever this show was out. So this was like the height of like the Red Scare and it was like a witch hunt, you know? So there's a podcast that I listen to, that I listen to sometimes. Um, I used to listen to it like a lot and I'm going to plug them. Um, they're called the History Chicks and they pretty much take a woman in history and they, they give her life story essentially and they did cover Lucille Ball. And I remember listening to, to them talk about her life. And I remember just sitting there and just being like, I had no idea that she had gone through so much. And like listening to her story. I think I remember, I remember crying. I was like listening to it in my car, crying to, to Lucille Ball's like life story or whatever. But I mean, I didn't do like a ton of research on the other shows when it comes to this stuff. But I did, whenever I was like, Think, like watching this show, I was kind of thinking about, or this movie, I was thinking about the um, bringing back the uh, 
Enneagram types and personality types of of them in the show. I only did Lucy and Desi, but I did I did like Lucy the person and Lucy the character. And then Desi Arnaz, the person, and Ricky, the character. Two very different and people, which if you guys haven't watched or learned anything about, you know, Lucille Ball, you should learn that who you see on the screen is not who Lucille Ball is as a person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, like, I, I would say that Lucille, Lucille Ball, the person, my guess is she was probably an Enneagram 8 with a wing 7, or I think she might have even been a, an Enneagram 4, because she always felt a little different, but she also wanted like a lot of like home. This is what I, th- th- these are some of the traits of like an Enneagram eight with a seven wing. It would be charis- uh, quick minded and charismatic, action oriented, um, independent, uh, great at challenging others, people that take risks and people who are able to attract the support of others by like making really big claims. I think she was so, that kind that of That sounds person. so much like hit nail, nail on the head, I feel. Yeah, and I think I think her character was was um, was probably a seven, just because she was a lot more like free and open, and always wanting to do something else, and she wanted to like experience a lot. But she really cared deeply about like her friends and family. Obviously, um, to me, I think she was probably a an ESTP. Essentially, she was probably extra, she was extroverted, very observant, thinking. And here's the thing, I think her and her and Desi Arnaz, they were he was an ESTJ, I think. They were very they were similar, but their the last letter was different. He was a J, so he was judging, she was a P, so she was perceiving. And essentially the difference is he was more orderly and established and liked the kind of routine and she was a little bit more flexible and um easygoing with certain things. But for him, I think he was definitely um, an Enneagram 3 with a 2 wing, I think. because So Enneagram 3s with a strong wing are, or a, a strong 2 wing are called the Charmers. So they're outgoing, vivacious, more emotional and spontaneous. They desire both public recognition and stability. They may, um, they may inadvertently perform to, to impress people or attract success. So it's like they're outwardly focused. And then I think his character was a four with a strong five wing. So he was creative, but kind of orderly and stuff like that as like, as Ricky, the character. Um, I did find out that they're, that like Lucille Ball's astrological sign was Leo, which I think that makes a lot of sense for her, but I don't know her other, the other signs, her birth chart. And this is, I think. I don't know if I told you this before. Did I tell you this in some other episode? But I found out that Desi Arnaz was a Pisces. And I didn't I say something about Pisces men are trash or something like that? I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember. Good thing I'm not a man. <laughs> yeah, I swear it's the uh, Pisces men. They just, uh, I don't know what it is. But <laughs> that's, just, that's just my take on it. But God dang I mean, Pisces men. Yeah, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's true across the board, of course, but, um, but I, I loved the, um, by the way, one of the first things that they did in the show, one of the biggest things that they did was they just, they had Lucy be pregnant. They never came out and said the word pregnant because it was, yeah, it was like a dirty word apparently, but like they had to fight to even get her show on TV with a pregnant belly. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's insane how much TV has changed. Which, in for those who don't understand why, 
it's because obviously pregnancy alludes to the fact that they had sex. And you cannot allude to the fact yes. that they had sex at all because people, I guess, yes. just didn't have sex in the 50s. They didn't, they didn't know what it was. All, they had no all idea. Immac- they- all immaculate conceptions. Exactly. But I will say, I will say that uh, I'll move on after this, but I, I, the uh, being the Ricardos, it had a really great cast. I will say that. Um, J.K. Simmons played William Frawley, who was the um, Fred Fred Mertz, Fred. and uh, he did a great job. And the girl that played uh, Vivian Vance was her name was Nina. Nina. Uh, uh, oh shoot! I I can't even read my handwriting. I'm really sorry, but she was incredible. Um, she was she was great. I thought she, they, it was a great thing. Go watch the movie. Watch the movie, essentially, is what I'm saying. But I, I the other thing, I'll, I'll lead into this as well, because I was like, how crazy is it that Nicole Kidman got to play both Lucille Ball and she got to be Samantha and Bewitched in the movie that, what, it was like, what, 2005? I love, with, um, I love that movie so much. Matt and I went to go see it. I want to say, yeah, 2005 or 2006, because it was right around when we first started dating. And I just, I love that yeah. movie. It's just, I feel like it's very underrated. It was so funny. And she played her so. I, I mean, because it, you don't think of Nicole Kidman as a comedic actress. And I don't, I think I only saw that movie like once or twice early on. So I haven't seen it. But I do remember it getting terrible reviews. But I mean, I would get, I would be willing to watch it again just for the sole fact of giving it a second try, like as an adult watching it. Yeah, because because I, I knew that. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm done. You're good. <laughs> no, so I think I think I can understand why. Because, like, it's basically, I don't know, like, from what you remember the premise of it, it's just, like, they're obviously on the search to find the Samantha for their show because Will Ferrell's, like, this, like, That's right. Who kind of, like, sucks at acting. And so they're like, oh, let's try to give him this big shot. But I think if you pay attention to it, like, there's just a lot of funny one-liners in it. I mean, yeah, is it, like, a box office smash? No, but it's one of those, I feel like, a culty kind of movie that is, is funny. Yeah, I um, I mean, because that was on, that one came on 1964, so this one was a little bit later. Obviously, I think the I Love Lucy was on from 1951 to 1957. So this was years later, but I mean, even, even in the way that they, some things started to change, even in in that time frame. I mean, in the first episode of Bewitched, there's lots of, there's lots of kissing. Yes. But never like, never, never open mouth kissing. It was always like, you would just hold and that would be the end of the scene. But um, in the, in the first episode of Bewitched, it's like they get, they already get, they get married. Yeah. And so like they're, um, Samantha's mother-in-law shows up on their wedding night and obviously everybody's clothed, everything, you know, everything's cool. Everyone's kosher. Um, but it kind of just sets everything up for the rest of the series. And that was, um, you know, you had like, she promises not to use her witching powers or whatever. And then the mom, um, and Dora, she's yeah. just always giving the uh, troublesome mother-in-law kind of vibes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you, you know, yeah, with the with the little nose twitch that was always like with the little bells. I, <laughs> I wish I could do it, but I can't. I can't. I Nicole Kidman can do it. You're better. Than, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're better at it than I am. But I mean, that ran into like the early seventies, 
Um, what other ones was I wanting to talk about? Oh, yes. Um, the one that I, I remember being a kid, I really wasn't allowed to technically watch Bewitched or I Dream of Genie because of like magic. Uh, you know, every once in a while I did anyway, but, um, I dream of Jeannie. I, I watched that. I just, I watched that recently and I was like, this show is just bonkers. Like, I just don't like in my mind, I, I was thinking about it. I mean, obviously the whole premise of the whole premise of him getting lost on an Island and finding this is, you know, it's that's, you know, not the weird part. However, she's supposed to be, She's supposed to be from like, she, I think in the show it says Baghdad from 2000 years ago. And here she is. She's blonde. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, duh. I mean, of course, you know, this was this. I mean, this came out in this in 65. So like in the 60s, you had like lots of shifts and stuff. So this one had like, uh, you know, it was there was some things starting to shift, especially when it came to like women's liberation and feminism and yada, yada. But I, I swear, like this show like most shows at the time were probably were just it was definitely written by men. Oh like one hundred percent of course it was. Oh master like you know like and <laughs> that was probably like all of the people in that like writers rooms went mm-hmm. Exactly, Sorry, exactly. Because they had but seriously though. I mean and I know tons of men that are like, oh yeah, she was like she was my first crush or whatever. You know what I mean? Like and I I get it. You know, she was like the first like quote unquote scantily clad woman on TV. Showing the really? belly button. Uh, that was, you know, showing your belly yeah. button. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was just like I, I watched that and I was like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And seriously, like they, they of course they cast a white person. Uh, you know, as well, it's like with these genie. movies, like from the '60s, when they were like hardcore into like Egyptian culture. Everybody is white. I'm like, I, what Egypt have you ever been yeah. to? Like, yeah, what Egypt like, are you going like, to? Like Elizabeth Taylor playing uh, Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's bonkers, and it, you know, I'm not saying they didn't do like I don't know it. It's hard because okay. you don't want to take away from Elizabeth Taylor's acting ability, but was it like? okay to have a white person playing an Egyptian? No. That's all. That's exactly. All. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's that's what we're trying to say. And you you came up with the words better than I did. <laughs> but let's see here. I mean, I like I said, uh, I love Dick Van Dyke. Anything Dick Van Dyke did was wonderful. So, now, obviously, the Dick Van Dyke show, like, he wasn't named Dick Van Dyke in the show, which was always confusing to me because I was like, but he was a great actor. Um, and that one came out in 1960, so we're re- rewinding a smidge here. Right before that Mary Poppins. Right before Mary Poppins, that's right. And Mary Tyler Moore played his wife. Yep. And that it was actually filmed in Desilu Studios in, yeah, so it was filmed in the same studio as, um, I think technically at the time it was... Uh, the Lucy Desi comedy hour at, you know, you know what I mean? Like it was, the, it was not, I love Lucy, but they had like another show after that. Right. And then yeah, they had a few different shows. Got, yeah. Because they had, when did they, they divorced. When did they get divorced? 56? 56? Because I think they, got, they, yeah, they got, they got divorced right after they filmed the last episode or something like that. So like she filed for a divorce very quickly after I love Lucy. And then they, but they still continued to work together. Yeah. 
And obviously because they had children together, so they were always going to be in each other. They still know, so. had love for each um, other. It's just because of obviously Desi cheating all the time that, you know, she kind of couldn't yeah. be with the dude. Exactly. But yeah, so I mean, like Mary Tyler Moore was was part of that cast. Um, and she played like the sweet, devoted mom. But she was like, she wore pants regularly. Um, I mean, and, I mean, you saw Lucille Ball do that too, but she did it like Mary Tyler Moore did a did it very regularly. Right, it was she had, it was common. it was different because Lucille Ball still did that like she still dressed in her like certain type of dress for when she cooked or when she did those things where it was different. In this sense. And I think in the um, if you watched Wandavision, have you watched Wandavision? Oh my gosh! You know what's so funny? Again, I yeah, there's like a, several callbacks to that to the Mary Tyler Moore show and like I love Lucy I like, like that time period. I got like a glimpse of the first episode, and then everybody's like, "You gotta watch it. You love it. You love it. You love it." And I'm like, "I know, guys. I know. I know. I'll get there. I'll get there. You give me like you give me like four years, guys. I mean, it took me <laughs> it took me until season five of Scrubs to get started watching Scrubs. So just give me give me yeah time. yeah that's fair yeah but then like eventually Mary Tyler Moore ended up having her own show. And, and that was like in the seventies, starting off in the seventies, where it was really showing her as like this independent career woman. And that's how, that's when you really saw things like a change because I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that we're doing this on international women, women's day, like You're talking right. about this stuff, yeah. you know, those career women, um, those, those, that business. She, women, yeah, she was special. That, exactly. And, um, I mean, and like, and Betty White was on this show. Betty, yep. Um, we love Betty White. Betty. And. Yeah, um, Cloris Leachman was all was also on oh this show, God. which Cloris I love. Cloris so freaking funny, so freaking funny. funny. Uh, this, was she I at mean, the roast of Bob Saget? She was at the roast. I actually am not sure. I'm not sure. No, I just John, sorry, John, Yeah, no, I think she was at the roast of Bob Saget. She was so so funny. Really, I mean, I believe it. I believe it. I just love her. Like she was just so feisty. She didn't. She was feisty. She didn't color inside the lines. Like she, no. she was very much like her comedy was always very like uh, inappropriate, you know. And that's what makes her great. Yes, yes, yes. She was in it, guys. Just in case you're curious, yes, she was. I knew it. I remember. I remember her I roasting him. I have not seen. Rest the, in peace, Bob I haven't Zagin. watched a lot of the roasts. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> I haven't seen um, a lot of the roasts, to be honest with you. But but I mean, like. Uh, like we said earlier, it showed like her and Rhoda. Rhoda was like her best friend, and and then Rhoda got her spinoff later on. But I mean, like if you think about it, like let's see here, some of the other ones. I have like three more that I really wanted to talk about. I mean, obviously Andy Griffith was a big one. Other than Andy, yeah, other other than Andy Griffith, I have three more. But Andy Griffith was a big one that I think a lot of people watched, especially um, you know think about Mayberry. And I, I mean, what's his name? The Opie? No, I, I I know that's one of the characters, but don't ask me because that was one of the shows that Opie, I. Just... I think Opie was the kid who was Ron Howard, and Ron Howard ended that's up how, being in yes, Happy Days cool. later, and then Happy Days. I mean, and then Ron Howard ended up going into, you know, directing and stuff. And obviously, which is insane. Um, gosh, who am I thinking of? Hold on. One Don Knotts. Ah, yes. Don, oh, my gosh. Yes. Don Knotts. I think I watched it for Don Knotts because I think I just, his face looked very funny. To, like, he was just very expressive and always. it just made me always. laugh. Always. And 
uh, he did a he did a movie. It was a it was a cartoon. It was called The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Yep. And I watched it all the time. And they even animated they animated him the fish to look exactly like him, which I always loved. But yeah, The Incredible Mr. Limpet. I used to watch that was like one of my favorites, and I think that's probably why the only reason I watched um, the Andy Griffith show was because of Don Knotts. But yeah, <laughs> but like I said, uh, Ron Howard was in the Andy Griffith show. I think that was probably like one of his first shows that he was in. And then obviously Happy Days was a huge one. And this is what I thought about Happy Days. This one was this one was on for like 10 years. It was like on from 1974 to somewhat sometime in the 80s, I think. But I f- this is what I this is what I likened it to, because I was like, you think about it was made in the seventies, but it took place in the fifties. And then, so this was like, this was like their version of that seventies show, but it was called Happy Days. Pretty, pretty much. Um, pretty much. You're right. Yeah. I mean, time frame wise, it makes sense because the late nineties was when um, that seventies show came out. So, you know, it was about teenagers being in the fifties and then it was being filmed in the seventies and yada, yada. So it's like inception. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when, who's coming out with that, uh, that's that 90s show? Come on now. Somebody get on it. I feel like they did. But I, I mean, feel like they like kind of came out with one, but it wasn't like a big show. I feel like they tried to. They did, they did an 80s show. Uh, that's They did an 80s one. It wasn't, I don't think that one was as good. I remember that at one. All. They, but, they tried to. but yeah, so this is where like Henry Winkler got his start. Obviously the Fonz was a big deal and he was, hey, he was like the cool guy, you know? And then some of the some of the spinoffs, I had no like I was whenever I was like looking up some stuff. Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff of this show, and and Mork and Mindy apparently yes, was a I spinoff of that. a specific. I didn't know that. I had no I idea. Did. Apparently, it was a spinoff of a specific episode. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. We have a lot of people in here that we have to rest in peace for. Yeah, I mean Laverne and Shirley. I'm sorry, did you have something to say? Well, because you were asking about that 90s show, so I knew it. It's because I've heard of it. It's coming up. They're making it. As we speak. As we speak. Boom. Okay. Boom. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> I know I heard it somewhere. Um, that's, okay. Um, well, then I'm excited about it. Woo! I, I mean, I'd watch it Woo! for sure. Um, Laverne and Shirley was another, was a spinoff. That one started in 76. So this one was really only a couple years into... <laughs> yeah, Laverne and Shirley was uh, only a couple years into Happy Days that they spun off, and it was like they started off in Milwaukee, and then they moved to California, and you know it was two girls living on their own. And this one, some of the callbacks to this, and other co- like other pop culture references would be like in Wayne's World in the beginning, wherever you know yeah. <laughs> they're doing like the they put the glove on the bottle and they like wave it wave it goodbye i know that they do the whole little um, like scenario which by the way when we eventually meet up i feel like we should attempt to do that whole scene we I, should, yeah, I think it would be I'm, so I'm, hilarious i wanted to do it my entire life to be honest yes I, i'm i'd be willing to try and see how see how we can work it all in also, i think that would be fun squiggy the character well the guy who plays squiggy he plays principal in not another teen movie. <laughs> His just name is Principal Squigman. That's what they call him. I had no idea that's what Squigman. Fun fun fact. But then I I mean I remember watching Mork and Mindy and I obviously as a, I watched it as a kid on Nick at night and I loved it just because you know, he was just a Robin Williams was just 
anytime he was on screen, he was just incredible. Like, I mean, he was so funny and you had captivating thank you that's the word i was looking for he was just incredible and he was essentially he was um an alien is what he played if you don't know if you're not familiar he played an alien and he lived with mindy and he was just trying to like kind of like assimilate into life on earth essentially is what he was and he had uh nanu nanu what was nanu nanu again uh it was i should have brought like three of the guest hosts my mom she can answer these questions (laughs) I don't even, I'm trying to like spell it here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Nanu Nanu is a typical Orkin greeting. So that was like how they said hello. Um, And that's, it may be similar to the Hawaiian word aloha. So it could be, be hello or goodbye. Mahalo. And it was also met with a Vulcan handshake whenever you were like with like the live long and prosper kind of. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Robin Williams was incredible um, on that show, obviously. And that one was fairly short-lived it wasn't it was four seasons four years 1978 to 1982 but that one is a great one and then rewinding a little bit with the brady bunch brady bunch was a big one for sure i think this one i'm pretty sure brady bunch was the first show to really show like a on-screen couple in the same bed you know and that was it was a big deal that was a big deal i mean and that was from that was 1969 1969 to 1974 and it was, the, I think the the person that started it, Steven Schwartz, um, this, it all came about because he was looking at some kind of statistic. And obviously this was in the late sixties. And so the statistics have obviously changed, but essentially he said that uh, he read somewhere that it was like 30% of marriages have children from ch- uh, children from previous marriages. Right. So meaning a lot of people, like the divorce rate was starting to increase. In How much higher then? Uh, clearly um but i mean with um the dad i think he he was widowed but they never said they never said that carol was divorced they never came out and said that well, so they never they never said she was remember widowed. in the 90s in the brady bunch movies when um her carol's husband comes back oh my god it's I, been such a long time I, those are which is funny how brie was just referencing how like each generation kind of like takes you know a little bit of the other generation and remakes it i love mm-hmm. the brady bunch remakes one and two especially number two with george glass that is my part of my favorite <laughs> making up a boyfriend like i know that skit inside and out which ooh I'll post it. I did that skit for TikTok. I'll post it. Please do. Please do. I, I feel like such a Jan. Oh my God. It's it's okay. It's okay because that's it's a middle child thing. That's what we call Ryan all the time. Sorry, I, not in a mean way, guys, but he is such a Jan. We're like we're like oh, uh, um, I don't, if you guys have ever watched the movie, little spoiler at the end of the I think it's. The first one, the grandmother shows up, and it's the original mother from the show, which I love. A lot of the original characters make cameos within the movies. It's great. Jan has voices in her head, <laughs> and she, like, can't get rid of them. And so the grandmother's like, cut the crap, Jan. And she's like, thank you, Grandma. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's so, If you haven't seen them, guys, they're so good. They just, they're so good. Um, Gosh, I mean... I just remember from like the '90s ones with again Christine Taylor from she was Marsha, yeah, right? Cole. So she, um, yeah, with her and she was always talking about Oshkosh, Oshkosh the Notch. And her and Greg and her and Greg fall in love in the movie. Yeah, because that's not. I was writing down 
some of like probable Enneagram types for some of these characters for um for Brady Bunch. And should I we... think Oh go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, are should we or are we at some point going to bring up like the transition into like T V land and how like T V land came about and like started showing these shows? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Um yeah, absolutely. I was gonna yeah, we can totally do that. Um Go first. Talk about because you're because you're already on the topic about the show, so go with your thing first. Enneagram. I think it, I think Jan is an Enneagram four with the three wing. I don't know. Like it's difficult. It's been so long since I've like watched some of these shows, so I can't say for certain. This is just me speculating. So uh, this is what this is what an Enneagram four with a three wing is. More extroverted, strong interpersonal skills, a little bit more upbeat, but envious of the things that they have around they feel they lack wanting validation of their uniqueness authenticity in relationships highly creative and sets goals for themselves just cares a lot about image but also feels a little bit different than other people i think that was i think that was jan for sure yeah Um, i I feel like that describes her but also i feel like she was she wasn't like super confident though she was always like super awkward and clumsy She was very just like yeah. always tripping over her own feet. Yeah. Um, I think Mrs. Mr. Brady was like a good moral character. So I think he was probably like an Enneagram one. Mrs. Brady was an Enneagram nine. Kind of like uh, maybe like go with the flow, easy going. Greg was probably a three wing two uh, just because of his charisma and stuff. Marsha was probably a two wing three, just a little bit opposite of that. So if you know anything about the Enneagram, essentially it's like you can, you have wings and strengths and differences and stuff, but like your motivations are a little bit different. Greg and Marsha probably had a lot of the same characteristics, but their motivations were a little bit different. I think Peter was probably a nine, like his mom or like the mom, Mrs. Brady. Bobby was a five, Cindy was a six, and I think Alice was a seven because I'm like Alice was wonderful. She was she was the like the comedic relief I feel like of the show, she and was. I think that makes sense because having a seven would be a, a comedic relief of the show because I think uh, sevens are kind of like the life of the party. They're fun and easygoing, and like let's do something else, let's do something fun, and you know that kind of thing. So, but um, as far as it goes from. Nick at night into TV land. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So just, I mean, you know, there's not too, too much, but eventually I'm sure as a lot of you guys noticed, they came, they kind of like transitioned. They still had a little bit of Nick at night, but they ended up transitioning and having like their own sister station, which obviously is TV land. So a lot of those shows that Brie referenced went on to TV land, which is what it originally started out as. All TV land was in the beginning was just those shows. Which obviously now it has evolved into something beyond that. And it has original shows like Hot in Cleveland that Betty White was on. And a bunch of other shows that I watch on there now. Like um, uh, Mom with Anna Faris. I really like that show. That's yes. funny. So yeah, it's just, I, I like how they branched out like that. I do miss that a lot of the old shows are not on like they used to be. Because obviously, you know, they're reaching for a different audience at this point. You know, not everybody is us wanting to watch, like, I Love Lucy. Although, now they at least have, like, the Golden Girls and stuff like that, which I love, love, love. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, um, I just remember, whatever you were talking about, I was thinking about TV Land, actually, earlier today. And I just remember the, take me to TV Land, like the, yep. the little oh, advertisements. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
there's a part of me that was terrible singing, but yeah, you know. But I mean, like they had so many great shows on there too, and that was another thing. It's like I think starting in like the later late nineties, early two thousands, like they started you know bringing in some other shows. Um, even in like some of the shows from the um eighties and nineties themselves, like um Alf was one of them that they started showing. Yep. Family ties, kids say the darndest things. Do you remember that? Oh, um, oh yes, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, and then they—I mean, this was obviously before all that stuff came out, but but I mean, heck, even into even like uh, two thousand four to the, like two thousand three, two thousand four, they would start. They started putting on like Roseanne and Full House, Wings, Coach. I mean, these were other shows that we started that we watched on like primetime tv you know um even like who's the boss you know it's uh, another like, one i think we forgot about that was on nickelodeon that uh i feel like was on a lot i don't know if you mentioned like cheers and taxi those were on like those were very big taxi was a big one um big, big i don't know what was, what was cheers on i can't remember but obviously um i liked watching taxi um Rhea what was his name um uh, Rhea Pearl, oh, yes yeah Rhea uh, Perlman and Danny DeVito yeah, together, yeah. they were an interesting couple. Gotta love them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Do you remember Andy Kaufman? Like, I, um, I remember a lot about Andy Kaufman, and Jim Carrey played him very well in Man on the Moon. He did. He really did. Um, I'm sad that he had to suffer from that role, but... Yeah. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, yeah. It's crazy. It's Taxi was a funny one. Obviously, I didn't get a lot of the jokes at the time. Yeah, of course not. Of I course still not. laughed. You still laughed at some of the things, but you never under you, like <laughs> some things. You, again, like, again, some things that we talked about in the first episode, like uh, you felt like you shouldn't laugh, or you felt like you shouldn't say something, but you did, or you know, because you were a kid, and you're like, I don't know what this means, but I feel like it's funny, and I feel like it's inappropriate, but I'm gonna laugh anyway. I know so, it's inappropriate you know. because no one's talking and everybody's avoiding eye contact with me. learning body language as a child. That's the that's the stuff. Yep. Were there any other shows that you particularly loved and cared for and wanted to talk about? Because I, I think that I, yeah, I feel like I feel like too much talking. Gilligan's about. Island. That was a what? Gilligan's Island. Yes, Gilligan's Island. That oh was my a god, one. Gilligan's. I, that, my dad watched that a lot. I it was okay and. I'm trying to think of what else. Like I, so like when you were touching on the Brady Bunch, like I liked the Brady Bunch, but I'm not gonna lie, which this brings me to TV Land. I personally heard the Partridge Family. I used to watch that on TV Land all the time ah. at like six a.m. And I have a um, Partridge Family like album that I got from Goodwill, and I love it so so very much. <laughs> That's awesome. Is TV Land still around? It is, but I think I think it's just like I said. I think it's a lot of either like newer stuff. I have, I can't tell you the last time like I've actually sat and watched TV. I mean, I don't have cable TV anymore, so me neither. And I think a lot. I think a lot of our people, our our generation, just don't have that anymore because we gave it up for. Which is what I know, think kind um, of changes the dynamic with like this generation of kids because my kids aren't going to sit and watch Nickelodeon you know, and wait for it to be night and then have no other choice other than to watch what's on. They have so many options that I kind of have to expose them to it, which because again, if you know me, like uh, if I love something, you're somehow going to get forced to know about it. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and that's like the thing, like, like your children pick up things from you, 
you love pop culture, so you're going to be like watching stuff that you want to watch while you're, you're going to force it upon your kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's how I, I got to learn a lot of the stuff that was <laughs> around me was, you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting linking psychology to pop culture and, you know, thinking about like how we learn about the world through it. I feel like our generation learned a lot through it because TV was my babysitter. So I learned a lot. Exactly. 100%. I mean, and like we said in the first episode, like TV was my babysitter was like the, was one of the names I had. Not everybody would have related to it. So it was, it's just like, oh, you, you know, you're bored or it's too cool outside. Go ahead and watch, watch some TV. Or I remember like watch TV, lock the doors. Don't let anybody in. I got to run to the store real quick. I'll be right back. You know, like, <laughs> That would, that would not fly, not fly at all today. I mean, and I think, you know, people heard about, you know, some of the things that would happen and the horror stories. And I think that's when things started to change. You would like, your mom or your dad would leave for like 20 minutes and you, they would come home and like your little brother would have like a nosebleed or something. And you're like, it wasn't me, I swear. Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> for me, it and was like polar yeah. opposite because I had an older brother, but well, my mom would be like, well, because my brother had a lot of like things going on, I guess we should say. And so she'd just be like, just make sure your brother doesn't like, you know, punch a hole in a wall or destroy the house. And I'm like, all right, which... Being a sister, I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm going to go antagonize him now. I'm going to make sure he does exactly those things. I'll see you later. I remember. <laughs> this is, I mean, I have, I have a younger brother and I have like lots of older half siblings. I remember I was maybe, I was probably like six years old laying on my grandparents' couch. And I remember the couch, it was blue and it had, and I remember laying on the couch and I was watching TV on, on again, like they're, their big box TV that had wood paneling and I was watching TV and I was just relaxing, minding my own business. My brother comes running in from the, from the kitchen, running in and he just punches me just out of nowhere, just because. My brother used to do that all the time. He used to play this game and he could attest to this. And I don't know why I fell for it every time. I think it's because I wanted my brother's attention. So I was like, well, I guess I'll get it in any way possible. And so he would say, okay, Let's play this game called Let's See Who Can Punch the Softest. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to win this game. And then he literally, he would punch me so hard. I would have like an entire like bruised, swollen <laughs> arm on the ground. And I'm like, God damn it. Why do I fall for this every time? Yeah, that was like my, I remember that was my first nosebleed. And I like, I was like, what? What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> God, I love it. Uh, gosh. But anyway, so moving on, this is this is exciting news. Erica and I kind of decided to go another episode in this season, <laughs> and we're really excited about it because that way we can we have some time to finish our March Madness bracket. Which, if you haven't checked it out, talk to us and you know let us let know. us know because let we know. we posted a lot of things in our in the Instagram story. So we did post the. The bracket, we made a post about it on our Instagram page, but we did not do the voting options. So keep an eye out for those because we're in the second round now. So we're determining the third round, who goes in the third round and stuff like that. So keep an eye out. We'll post about that. Um, and even our personal Instagrams, if um, you know, if you want to follow us there too, um, if you find us. Good luck. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, that's uh, that's that for now. And um, we're going to go an extra week with this series. And um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the some of the toys, the advertising, things that like, you know, the Nickelodeon movies, some of the Nickelodeon movies, the some of the toys. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about Nick Magazine and Nickelodeon Studios and that kind of stuff, too. So it'll be jolly good fun. Jolly, jolly good. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? I think um, we kind of talked on pretty much all of it because we weren't going to, if you guys were just curious, like I know with a lot of the episodes we went super, super in depth, but with this one we were nearing kind of like the ends kind of wanted to touch on it a bit quickly. Plus, you know, not every single person was into Yeah, absolutely. And obviously none of these shows were Nickelodeon originals. It's just, you know, Nickelodeon syndicated shows that, you know, are on whatever. Um, Erica, where do you, do you want to tell them where people can find us? Ah, yes. On the internet. You guys can find us on Talk. Um, that's a little bit, that's the one name that's different. It's Retrospects, capital P. That's where you can find us on Twitter. On TikTok, you can find us on the Retrospects podcast. On Instagram, you can find us on the Retrospects podcast. And you can also email us at the Retrospects podcast at gmail.com. And you guys know that you can pretty much find us on Pretty much almost all platforms for the most part. I'm not going to sit here and name them because you guys already know. I've said it a thousand times. If you don't know, you guys know where to get your podcast. So get on. Yes, exactly. So thank you very much for joining us today. And we look forward to finishing up with you guys next week. We'll continue. um, We will continue putting out content after this season and we will uh we're still nailing down something like specifics of our next stuff so we have we have the idea but we're you know we're gonna move forward with it it's gonna be really fun so stick around um and you know help let us entertain you i guess (laughs) let us entertain you And make sure on Friday, whenever this episode is released, Friday the 11th, that you send Erica some love on her birthday. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day, whenever it is that you listen to this. And um, until next flashback Friday, my friends, goodbye.